Will the market see a resurgence of CrossFit-focused supplement brands as the fitness regimen evolves under new ownership? So let's just get this out of the way right off the bat. Sports nutrition products for bodybuilders and sports nutrition products for CrossFitters are essentially the same. 99.99% of all product formulators, whatever that kind of means to you, are selecting from the same basket of ingredients. Now there is a few product categories that do have a little bit wider of a variance between maybe sports nutrition products that are geared towards bodybuilders and those that are geared towards CrossFitters. And you can kind of most prominently see that within maybe the pre-workout products. And that's mostly because of the differences between CrossFit and bodybuilding workouts. But far and away, the difference comes down to the marketing strategy. With the viability of CrossFit marketed sports nutrition products, supplement products, obviously being closely tied to the popularity of the workout regimen and the sport of CrossFit, it's hard to explain the life cycle for the first phase of these CrossFit marketed supplement brands without detailing the first two decades of CrossFit. CrossFit was established in 2000 when Greg Glassman set up a gym in Santa Cruz, California. By 2005, they had 13 different affiliates. In 2007, the CrossFit Games was established. By 2012, there were 3,400 affiliates globally. And then in 2018, there was an astounding 15,500 CrossFit affiliates globally. And 2018 was really the peak of CrossFit. Registrations for the CrossFit Open was at its highest number ever at around 415,000 participants and the CrossFit Games was being televised on ESPN. While the CrossFit Games Open registrations really don't tell the whole picture, you do see a sharp decline over the next two years with only around 239,000 open participants in 2020. So what happened in 2020? The most obvious thing to point to is the COVID-19 effect that closed a ton of gyms globally as that was deemed a non-essential business. But maybe the less obvious one for people that don't follow CrossFit all that closely was the fact that CrossFit's founder, Greg Glassman, has had a history of controversial behavior regarding race and gender. And all of this seemed to bubble up when some racist tweets came out during the 2020 Black Lives Matter movement that was posted by Greg Glassman himself. This caused more than 500 CrossFit-affiliated gyms to disaffiliate themselves from the CrossFit brand. And also, many of the sports top athletes started to distance themselves and become very vocal against CrossFit and their founder, Greg Glassman. And this ultimately forced Greg Glassman to resign in early June of 2020. Now, during this time, a little bit before maybe even Greg Glassman ended up resigning, a lot of the pundits 
said that CrossFit was dead. But I had a different opinion during that time frame that I shared with my good friend Mark Samuel, which is the owner and founder of I1 Organics. You know, just even thinking about this, like pulling it back to um, just general business, like if there is a very passionate, outspoken stakeholder that, you know, gives, leaves you a bad review, does something like that, that's an opportunity for you to have a conversation with those people. And that's why I, I think we mentioned off, off camera, like I honestly think CrossFit is going to, could potentially be much stronger than this because I think if you have 13 that are being very loud and boisterous about like wanting to leave, that also means that they care so much that they're willing to go out there and like talk about how upset they are. And I think that under new leadership, if they're willing to like listen to it, you know, kind of create the new uh, path that actually provides the, the community, all sides of all stakeholders actually get what they need out of that. I think then they're a stronger core because I don't think that they've been listened to for a long time. So right now it's that point where like, it's a terrible line in the sand to draw, but I think it does provide the new leadership to engage in conversations with each and every one of those people and say like, what can we do to be better? And I think that if your voice is heard, you know, be it a customer that's upset about something or not, like you can turn that customer or affiliate into like your biggest fan possible, as long as you give them a voice and actually take, you know, what they're saying into heart and actually try to fix it. Now, while at the time that commentary was definitely much different than what you were seeing in the market, it seems like Eric Rosa, which went on to purchase CrossFit from Greg Glassman completely, kind of had the same idea. He knew that a lot of the CrossFit members, the CrossFit community were speaking outwardly because they were passionate about CrossFit. They wanted to make sure that their voice was heard and they didn't necessarily want to leave. They were looking for somebody to listen and hopefully take that feedback and change for the better. So during that initial phase, Eric Rosa and the CrossFit corporate team sent out more than 10,000 emails and had over 2,500 phone conversations with gym affiliates that they hadn't heard from for a while. Maybe their membership had lapsed for whatever reason. And from that outreach alone, about a thousand gyms that had lapsed ended up changing their minds and rejoining the CrossFit community. And kind of another positive indicator for things kind of changing around was that the 2021 CrossFit Games open registrations were just about 264,000. And though that number is still very low and you have to go back to 2015 to see a number that low, it is a year over year increase from 2020. And as I mentioned before, CrossFit open registrations don't necessarily tell the whole picture because if you think about just the global environment right now, COVID-19 is still lingering in a lot of areas. So a lot of areas are still not having gyms being opened or maybe didn't have it open throughout the 2021 year. And the kind of separation between the sport of fitness or CrossFit and just CrossFitters and that workout regimen are starting to kind of broaden out. You're starting to see more people utilize CrossFit workout ideology within their workouts from home as kind of home fitness has really started to grow over these last 18 months. But now that you kind of have an understanding of where CrossFit has you know, started, where they rose to, where they fell to, and kind of where now they are starting to see a little bit of resurgence, 
I think it's important for me just to describe maybe what happened with the first wave of functional CPG, sports nutrition, supplement companies that were focused around commercializing products geared and marketed towards CrossFitters. CrossFitters tend to be really an ideal customer demographic for these types of businesses. 60% or so of CrossFitters are between the ages of 25 and 44. The average income for U.S. CrossFitters is just around $150,000, and 40% of CrossFitters have a postgraduate degree. So CrossFitters are really the ideal definition of the wellness enthusiast. They are high-income consumers who are educated, also follow a lot of the brands on social media, track new product launches or innovations, and are excited about trying these new products and innovations. So that being the core customer base, if you are able to market effectively to them, you are able to create sizable supplement or functional CPG brands during that time. And kind of that first era of brands were Progenics, which was the kind of official supplement sponsor of the CrossFit Games from 2009 to, I believe, 2016. They were kind of the most popular, maybe the most prominent supplement brand during that time. You also had a company called SFH, which stands for Stronger, Faster, Healthier. Nutriforce was a big brand during that time which was actually acquired by the Vitamin Shop in 2014 when Vitamin Shop acquired the contract manufacturer that created and founded that brand. You had Fuel for Fire, Killcliffe, and also Life Aid Beverage Company. You even had some legacy sports nutrition or supplement brands start to create either spin-offs or sub-brands that were directly marketed towards CrossFitters during that time. And if they weren't doing that, they were shifting some of their marketing budgets towards CrossFitters and creating kind of marketing initiatives, different advertising campaigns to make sure that these CrossFitters knew that those general sports nutrition products could be utilized by them. And while the brands that I mentioned are still, I think, all in existence at this point, and in the case of Killcliffe and Life Aid Beverage Company, they've transcended the CrossFit-focused marketing and sales approach, many of the others that I did not mention at all closed up shop or had their growth kind of move to a stagnation as CrossFit's growth also stagnated and eventually reversed and lost ground. So why do I think that there's going to be another round of CrossFit-focused supplement brands that will start to emerge now? Regardless of what's happening with maybe some of the data that I pointed to and obviously CrossFit not being at the 2018 peak like they used to, it's hard to deny the fact that CrossFit is still a global brand. That is very strong still today. They have about 120 or more countries that come and compete for the CrossFit Games each year. There are still around 15,500 CrossFit-affiliated gyms globally, and this alone makes them the largest gym chain, kind of branded gym chain in the world. Those customer demographics that I mentioned earlier have not changed, and the simple fact is that commercialization tends to follow growth and CrossFit has bounced off its lows of 2020. 
you also have a possible indicator that CrossFit is going to get into branded supplements. On January 28th of 2021, CrossFit extended its trademark into the 005 class that includes nutritional supplements. Now, this action alone doesn't necessarily mean that CrossFit is going to create branded supplements. A lot of times with very strong brands, they tend to look at adjacent categories, make sure that they have trademarks for kind of future intended uses just in case to make sure that they can dissuade anybody else that might think about piggybacking off of their brand equity. Additionally, in July of 2021, CrossFit had hired a new president. This president is X. Nike, X, Starbucks. So it's safe to say that Jason Dunlop understands how to create strong consumer goods. Again, this might not be anything or could be an indication of what could happen in the future with CrossFit and the commercialization of different consumer products. And then you also saw a new brand come out called Podium Nutrition. And this was a brand that was created by Paul Haverland, which was a co-founder of Ghost Lifestyle and an early leadership member at Cellucor. He's joined by the Buttery Bros, which was the former CrossFit HQ media team that was responsible for some of their largest content pieces like their documentaries. And then you have Matt Frazier, which won the CrossFit Games five times in a row. This is honestly the kind of mashup that I would cook up in my strategy lab. You have somebody with proven industry experience. You have a top level media resource that has a ton of experience creating compelling content. And then you have a top level influencer. Since Matt Frazier has retired from competition, somebody has to take the first place podium from him. And they obviously have an eye for talent because they were able to lock up Justin Medeiros as their first sponsored athlete months before becoming the 2021 CrossFit Games champion. Podium Nutrition is really trying to be one of the first kind of lifestyle brands in terms of like a sports nutrition or a supplement focused kind of product lineup. They're really talking about helping CrossFit athletes be the best they can be, reach the podium in and outside of the gym. So really aligning themselves with those that are living a high performance lifestyle. And if you think about the customer demographics I talked about before, CrossFitters tend to be highly successful or at least earning a lot of income. And because of that, they tend to understand what it takes to be successful in and outside of the gym. So this angle with Podium Nutrition should resonate with CrossFitters. And honestly, I have high expectations for the brand. Now, outside of Podium Nutrition, you also saw Thorne Health Tech become the official supplement sponsor of the CrossFit Games. I believe this partnership could definitely perform exceptionally well as CrossFitters tend to be data nerds. They're definitely people that compete at the gym, but also compete with themselves. So they're going to look for additional points of data to get themselves better. Thorn Health Tech has a number of testing kits to add a level of personalization that will definitely be useful to CrossFitters that are trying to incrementally perform better and understand how to do so. And I kind of described how Thorne Health Tech was not your normal supplement company in a previous piece of content. If you haven't consumed that one yet, I'll pop up that video for you guys here. I'll also leave the link to that piece of content in the description. But I just want to end on some final thoughts. For the first time since 2018, CrossFit has seen an increased amount of participation in their sport. With new ownership passing its 
one-year mark, plus new hires, new strategy, and a refocused vision back on the community. It should mean additional growth is in the future for CrossFit. Market growth breeds commercialization activity. So we should see a second wave of supplement companies that are targeting the CrossFit community. And we might even see CrossFit corporate decide to extend its valuable brand IP into creating functional CBG products like nutritional supplements. I hope you guys enjoyed this piece of content. If you have any questions about supplement brands that are targeting CrossFitters or just the overall supplement market as a whole, please leave a comment on this content or reach out to me on any of my social media accounts.